Hello everyone and welcome to episode 315 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How's it going this fine Monday, Richard? It is going very well, Seth. Another year, another Tom Throat of Eldraine Brady Super Bowl with <laughs> You just can't All stop right. we'll, like, we'll, we'll All is we'll, right. We'll, we'll change teams. Oh, fun fact. I, I had the Goldfish Stats team look this up, okay? Tom Brady has more Super Bowl wins than cards on the band list from Throne of Eldraine. <laughs> there are six Throne of Eldraine cards banned in standard. Tom Brady has seven. That That is the only metric you need to know to see how absurd the power level of Tom Brady is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a, not a Brady fan because he beat up on the Bills for 20 years or something, but uh, gotta respect him. That is, uh, yeah, I mean, he's obviously the best quarterback of all time. Like, I don't even think that's up for debate anymore, so... Yeah, it's uh, super, super impressive. Uh, but we have another co-host, Krim. How do you feel about Tom Brady this week? Uh, you know, as tired of the same old thing, but you know what? <laughs> Whatever. You got to respect how good he is. And on top of that, I, I like. I do wonder, now that you got seven, does he retire? I think he says, <laughs> I think he says no. I think I, he I, said he no. has three more fingers, Krim. He has three more <laughs> fingers. <laughs> He's got. He's about to have his second Infinity Gauntlet. Like, like yeah. oh yeah, I, I'm sure he'll be back next year, and I'll probably do it again somehow, even though he's 50 years old or whatever. So, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about Tom Brady at this point. But anyway, we're not. We're not a football cast for the most part. We're a Magic cast, and we have some uh, interesting topics this week. We're gonna talk kettle time in standard in modern. Uh, the set is having a pretty big impact in some very specific ways. So we're going to get into that, talk a little bit about uh, how Magic is doing in general. They had a investors conference call today talking about how 2020 went from Hasbro's perspective. Also, reserve list insanity prices going through the roof. And then uh, we got a partial secret layer announcement this week as well. And of course, at the end, some fish mail questions to answer. So that is the overview of the cast today. But before we get into that... If you ever tried to sell your cards, it's a lot of work. It's super hard. And our show sponsor today is Card Conduit, and they are the perfect sponsor if you're struggling to sell your magic cards because they are the easiest way to do it. If you want to avoid all the hassles and all the time it takes to sell your cards, this new service from the folks over at Card Hoarder will sort grade and sell your cards for you. And once the shipment is processed, you'll get the proceeds minus their fee. And right now, you can get a 10% discount by going to cardconduit.com slash goldfish so thank you so much to card conduit for supporting the show and uh, let's kick things off talking a little constructed this week uh cow time has been out for a day or two in paper but it's been out for like a week and a half or something in digital and we're starting to get necklace we're starting to get some not huge tournament results but uh, we're starting to get a taste of tournaments from like scg qualifiers and so forth so uh what do you guys think about the immediate impact of Kaldheim? let's start with standard uh, what do you think about the immediate impact of Kaldheim and standard uh well, Kaldheim has already made an impact, right? It's dropped Goldspan Dragon, so it's doing a lot better than what I initially thought it would do, which is actually add cards into the format that we'll see play. But at the same time, 
that bar isn't that high because I think what it's like how many cards are actually getting played though like it's like Goldspan Dragon uh, maybe like Egon and stuff like that and then it's like Tibalt's Trickery people are trying it in standard but I feel like it's just not really working all that well in standard and then the rest is just like rogues and for the most part still Eldraine so yeah, I mean, I think you could definitely say that the the is it slash Grixis tempo deck, I would consider that a Keldheim deck. Like that deck is it's really built around Goldspan Dragon. If it wasn't for Goldspan Dragon, I don't think that deck would exist. So I would I would feel pretty comfortable saying, okay, that's a Keldheim deck. I think you can also argue that the red black sacrifice deck, yes, that was a, a deck that existed before Aldrain, but I think it's really uh, the printing of like Tibalt for one thing, also Immerstrom Predator, that has yep. kind of brought that deck back from, I don't know, like, I, I never played against that deck, honestly, before Keldheim came. Like, I, I knew it existed, but it wasn't something you saw very often. Now it is arguably one of the top-tier decks in the format, and we also have a Showdown of the Scalds, I think is a card we definitely yeah. missed on our top 10, which is powering a lot of aggro decks right now. Binding of the Old Gods is another one that, yeah, it's not creating its own decks, but it is improving a lot of different decks and showing up in a lot of different decks. So I think overall... The impact of Keldheim is more than I expected to. It's definitely still not the best deck in, uh, best set in standard. That's definitely still Eldorain. But I do think that it has made a pretty meaningful impact in, as of right now, two-ish weeks into the format since it released in digital, I still think standard is in like a pretty decent place. We haven't gotten to the point yet where one deck has risen to the top and just shown itself to be better than everything else. I've seen some like grumblings and rumblings about the is it dragon deck being like the best deck in the format. But if you look at the tournament results this weekend, it still looks pretty diverse for the most part. So yeah, maybe standard is in a pretty good spot. What do you, what do you think about all this, Richard? So it's diverse, but is it fun? Right. Uh, you guys rattled <laughs> off some Caldheim cards, but what I've been seeing is just Brazen Borrower and Stonecrusher Giants like up the wazoo here. Um, <laughs> and I, I know Krim's going to love this, but we have a new Teferi in the format in the Dragon. <laughs> when have you seen like a five drop play that leaves two mana up to counter your next play, right? Like, I was like, oh my God, this is Teferi all over again. But I, I think that's not the problem. The problem is. It's the same cards, like, again and again, right? Like, I think I've seen, like, a Bone Crusher Giant in, like, 85% of my matches, right? <laughs> like, any deck, like, aggro deck, mid-range deck, control deck, it's always, always there. So, I I don't I don't know. And I, I started off with Adventures this week, and I'm like, this is too slow, right? I don't, I don't want to sit here and grind and draw 80 cards and then finish a match after an hour. So I eventually just slimmed my deck all the way down to mono red and I'm ember cleaving people with one drops and like that's how you get it done, right? Because otherwise the games just go forever. They Yorion, they draw 80 cards, you draw 80 cards. Like I don't know what's going on and it's just so grindy nowadays. Like nothing ever ends. So yeah, I go one drop, one drop, one drop, ember cleave and uh, <laughs> get in there. And the card I see most is the new lightning bolt. The the, the frostbite frostbite yeah frostbite yeah. and stone crusher giant oh my god <laughs> every single game every single match like everyone is on is it or some red base deck and uh, just the same cards over and over again i feel like i'm still playing eldraine standard right just a couple a couple new support cards thrown in yeah. i mean 
that that is that is very true. I would I would agree with that. The the Eldraine cards are still the best thing going in the format. Are we at the point where? Uh, and it pains me to say this because I really like this mechanic, but are we to the point where we have to think of the adventure mechanic is actually being a mistake? Like just after seeing Bone Crusher and also Love Struck Beast and also Brazen Borrower and even like Giant Killers among the top 20 played cards in standard right now, although it's not as devastating as some of the other ones, like is that whole mechanic just too good? It it might be. It, I think it might yeah. just be because or at least for when you think of like what standard is, I, I, I can speak to that. I think it would be like a little too powerful there. At first, it didn't seem like much because it's just, oh, a shock, whatever, and a giant. Okay. But what what it actually is is every card is now two cards. You can't duress the thing. Like it's it's kind of kind of miserable, actually. It's too much value. It, it's a two for one because it's two things, but the, the creature is actually really competitive, right? Like a, a three man of four three where you get shocked for targeting it is actually like a pretty good card, right? And you get a free two mana shock on top of it. Same with Love Struck Beast. A three man of five five is pretty respectable. Uh, and then, you know, you get the extra creature. So I don't know. There's just too much value. Like every card is a two for one or a three for one in standard now. Like if you play a card that one for ones, you're doing it wrong. So I think yeah. that's the problem. And that just leads to games that go on forever. And then basically any adventure card is a must consider because it's just a straight two for one at like, you know, very competitive rates. So yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's overpowered or anything, but it's just, it causes the power level to rise and then you can't play any other cards right because all these cards just have two for ones built in i i yeah. think that's a that's a really good way of putting it because if you look at especially bone crusher and love strike beast and brazen borrower you can make an argument that without the adventure mode those creatures are at least very close to just being playable <laughs> like even if love strike beast couldn't make the one one uh, I think that's still a card that would see play in standard, and Bone Crusher Giant is relatively close to that as well. So I think that maybe, maybe they just uh, should have should have like toned down the creature half a little bit. Like a lot of times when you have these value mechanics, uh, Wizards kind of ups the cost a little bit. Like uh, we can see that with Fortel uh, very clearly. I think in Keldheim, where a lot of the Fortel cards, if you're not foretelling them they're a little bit more expensive than they would normally be maybe half a mana more somewhere in that range but there isn't really much of a tax for the adventure cards like the creature halves are pretty fairly costed and then you just have the upside and they also tend to curve really well i think part of what makes bone crusher so good is like oh two mana you kill their thing three mana you play the bone crusher and that just like make sure that your curve is going to be good every single game by having this one card in hand kind of the same if you have brazen borrower turn two bounce turn three play the creature love struck beast turn one into turn three so it kind of like fills out your curve all by itself which is a really powerful uh really powerful ability so i mean i guess we'll see the other standard question i had for you before we talk about uh modern and Keldheim Carnage in Modern. What do you think about the Trickery deck? I think that's still been a hotly debated topic, and we should say right off the bat, Tibalt's Trickery is not winning tournaments. It is not, uh, I have not seen a single list show up in the, the top eight results of any of the tournaments posted this weekend. Maybe I missed it, but I'm pretty sure it's not winning anything. But the reports I've heard from people is like, I'm winning about 50% of the time with the deck. Is Tibalt's Trickery Winning 50% of the time, something we should be concerned about in Standard. 
Is best of one or best of three? I think there are two different answers. Okay, yeah. so, so so let's uh, let's start with best of one because even though I, I don't think we play that primarily, apparently that is the most popular format on Magic Arena for uh, the game in general. So what about in best of one? I, I as someone who plays a lot of best of one, including historic best of one, I don't think it needs to be banned. I I I just don't see the uh, like. E- I feel like most of the time, I, I am getting a very small sample size. Every time I see it get played, it's like they flip, and then they mill, and then they get a free uh, free spell. Or, or or they hit their other Tybalt's trickery. It fizzles too easily, especially in Historic, where it just gets thought seized, and then it loses. So, I don't know. the like I, I get it. The play pattern's kind of absurd. You just mulligan down to two or three, and then you just kind of like, all right, well, go for it, concede, go to the next game. So the play pattern is a little problematic, but I don't think on a power level point that it's too powerful. How often do you play against it? Because I, I don't play best of one, period, really. So is it something you're running into 10% of the time, 50% of the time, 1% of the time? I, I would say like a good amount. I I, th- I think I might be ex- over-exaggerating how often I'm playing here, but it feels like it's like one in four matches. Okay, so it's probably one of the most heavily played decks in best of one you would say right Maybe. it's definitely one of them but the funny thing here is like it's also one of the ones that loses the most every time <laughs> i played against it so like i it's so weird how many times i can just sit there and just kind of see what happens all right your turn and then you know like they just fizzle what do you think richard so i haven't played the deck period and i played a ton of best of three i haven't played best of one but i played a lot of best of three haven't actually run into the deck at all so i don't know (laughs) i don't know how but it feels like it shouldn't be a thing right like even if it's balanced even if it has a low win rate the fact that there's no interaction the fact that you're just sitting down one person plays solitaire and determines the outcome of the game feels not weird. even solitaire it's like the slot it's the slot machines we've already, we've already like my i was streaming and we figured out it's the slot machine. but at the same because time it's so that. cool though right imagine you're a new player yeah. right and then someone tibbles trickery you you're like wow that's so cool like what is this two card combo so in that sense i actually think it's refreshing that it's not just mid-range value fest uh but i i don't know like as uh, best of one you don't really have recourse you're just playing slot machines at that point but I mean, power level wise it seems fine but I, i'm not sure about the experience though i i kind of like having a combo deck in standard even if it's a bad one like just just so new players understand that there's this other aspect of magic yeah i think for me i actually like decks like the trickery deck i mean I love zombie hunt and there's a lot of similarities in how those decks play out. I think the trickery decks are like better zombie hunt because they're more likely to win the game when they work. But uh, I like decks like that. But I also like those decks to be very fringe. Like if I had to play against zombie hunt 25% of the time, I would literally go insane. Like that, that would not be enjoyable for me at all. So my hope is that maybe like after this initial rush it just becomes less and less played and if it's a fringe like tier 3.5 thing that you can like break out you know for a few matches for you know the fun of it like i'm on board with that like i don't mind that but i do think if that play pattern is something that's 
among the most played decks in the format. Ugh, like, that's just, that's not something that I'm really interested in doing all the time. Uh, in best of three, I've played against it twice, I think, out of a, a big sample of matches. So in best of three, it's not really a thing. Uh, but best of one, I do have a little bit of a concern there if it does remain one of the more played decks in the, in the meta, because it is really, it is just, it's a coin flip. It really is just like a coin flip. It, it's like there was a button on Arena that was like, flip the coin, you win or lose. And I think people would use that button to try to hit their daily rewards. So there is an incentive to to play that deck in best of one, I think. I mean, isn't that called winning the coin flip, right? Isn't that the best of one <laughs> coin flip there? You're like, did you go first? Okay, you're going to win, right? But I, I think the quest you know, part you know, might actually be part of it, right? People just need to hammer out their wins to get their coins. So they're like, yeah, we'll just tibble's trickery a couple of times and then call it a day. So I, I wonder how it'll settle after a while where uh, A, it's not the cool thing anymore. Like you're just trying it out because you're like, what is this deck? And then B, people are like, hmm, it doesn't win that much. Do I really want to just sit here and coin flip or should I actually play some magic to to finish my quests? I, I think the other day, I, like, yeah, on the stream, I, I played that deck for like six out of the eight hours. Because <laughs> and for it was just six hours of me just like imagine your grandparents sitting at the slot machines and having the time of my life. It was really fun. I lost a lot. I think I I went all around. I think maybe like thirty to like forty percent win rate. <laughs> um, I think that's fine. I, I, if it's that win percentage, I, it's probably going to be okay. Yeah, like that's what makes. And once again, this is just my sample size. Of course, now what it went for the listeners at home. Don't think of it as like the time. Don't remember it for the times you lose. Remember it for the times that it often does not do anything. Right. Like, like you got to remember that. Yeah, sure. Every when you lose, it looks bad. Right. <laughs> also, people have a tendency to concede very early. Um, so because, yeah, like that, that's another thing. I You can definitely be that there's I know this sounds like a meme, but there are bad hits. Bad hits are like an Ugin. Right. Like cause an early Ugin, though, powerful. If you're low to the ground, like let's say if you're you're a Richard and you're running around with with a bunch of like, you know, your red deck. OK, that feels kind of bad because how do you beat an Ugin? But. Any other deck can just like kill the Ugin, like like yeah. with a like hard removal, like a, a Blood Chief's Ascension, uh, Binding of the Old God, something along those lines, and then just call it a day, right? Because they don't do anything afterwards. Yeah, I I also think that some cards go way up in value if you're playing against that deck a lot. Like I have found Brazen Borrower to be very effective because yep. you don't actually even have to like kill the Ugin or the Coma or whatever. Like if you can just bounce it, it's gonna take them five. 10 turns to do anything again. So you you basically can just win with one card. So maybe people can just adjust to it. But at the same time, like if your goal is just like, how can I win X matches as quickly as possible? Even if you're winning 30% of the time, that's probably the way to do it, especially with how <laughs> grindy a lot of other decks are in standard. You can probably get in 10 matches and win three of them with that deck in the same amount of time you'd get in one de- uh, match with like a Yarion deck or something. It's true. It's true. But I, I mean, like, if you're looking to climb with it, I think I was dwelling at the bottom of diamond. I just could not. <laughs> oh, no. Like I got close to getting to like diamond three and then I just went right back to the bottom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think I think it's fine. Unlike uh, some other formats we're going to talk about, if you just play normal magic, you're still probably fine. Right. Like if you're playing standard, you probably have brazen borrow. You probably have actual removal. So like like Krim said, if you just don't scoop, and then you actually just like interact with it, 
you know, 30% of the time they'll, they'll die to themselves. The other 30% of the time you'll take care of the problem yourself. And like, it's good. So I actually think it's fine given how standard it is and, and things like that. We can interact with it perfectly fine. So I don't know, it doesn't seem that bad. It's not like it's dredge where you're like, do you need to run main deck graveyard hate? It's like, no, right? Just, just brazen borrower. You're good. <laughs> Yeah, like it's not it's not even it's like a, a tall ask, like you know, like a, a, a big ask of your deck, right? It's like you Brazen Bar is just good anyways, and you're probably already playing that. <laughs> so I, I mean, yeah, like I, I think the the deck is just a, a bigger meme. It's just like it's you can't win when you hit a they hit an ultimatum, but like that that's okay, ultimatum's like game over. But if ultimatum's that big a deal, then maybe if you're a blue deck, you start playing Mystical Dispute. Because that, that deck can't be the counter spell. <laughs> the good old like, one yeah, mana <laughs> counter your your seven drop play. Yep. Also, yeah, it's, miscast, it's mis, mis, miscast, I think, is another interesting answer. Because that is only always one mana, and that's always enough to counter on turn one, whether you play draw. So it's pretty narrow, only hitting instants and sorceries. So maybe if you play against some creature beatdown deck, you're going to get super punished. But if you are interested in just answering trickery, that is a, another way to get it done. However, uh, let's move on to modern and talk about what is actually probably the real broken thing to come out of Cal time. Like uh, last <laughs> week, all the hype was about Tibalt's trickery. Well, it turns out that maybe Tibalt itself is the actual broken card to come whoa, whoa, out of Cal time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, I'm going to put this on Tibalt. <laughs> so, two so, cards Tibalt related? So, yeah, I, I know. It's it's Tibalt's time to shine, Krim. You've been waiting. <laughs> waiting this is once in... again the monk, <laughs> monkey's paw curling. Yeah. I want Tibalt to be amazing and dominate standard and now and like or all formats and now it it's pretty good, right? Like I mean, this new Tibalt like cascading into it. Yeah, so we had a modern challenge this weekend. Uh and coming in as the seventh most played card behind like the lightning bolts and force negations of the world is a Valky God of Lies, probably better known as Tibalt, followed by some cascade spells. And I believe in this tournament, top eight, there were three cascade into Tibalt decks, and I think it's seven overall out of the top thirty-two. So we're actually talking about one of the most popular and arguably best things to do in modern right now is just try to turbo out a Tibble as quickly as possible with a Cascade spell. Richard, I know you messaged me a couple days ago and you're like, oh my god, modern, I'm done with this. Uh, what, what has your experience been with this sweet new synergy? Uh, like the idiot <laughs> I am, I, I marched Tarmogoy from his grave <laughs> into four, count it, four modern leagues, okay? Let me tell you what my sideboard looks like, folks. Four surgical extractions, four lost legacies. Okay? Because they have introduced a one-card combo into Modern called Cascade. Right? So there are many things you can do. You can Cascade into Tybalt. So if you're playing, let's say, a dirtily mid-range deck. Let's say you're playing uh, an Uro deck. You don't have to play two drops, right? You just play Tybalt and you Cascade right into them. And you have a seven drop on turn three. Uh, you can do other smart things like cascade into uh, a trickery, which then grabs you an emerald, and you get a 15-15, and since you actually cast it, you get a free turn right there. So you end the game on the spot. So there's nothing you can do. You thought seized all the stuff away. They just draw a cascade card and the game is over, assuming you resolve the thought seize because of course, Veil of Summer is still a card, so they can just draw a card off you for fun. So, yep, oh yep. my God, Modern is just, do, do you remember Horrendous. when Modern, you only died on turn three? 
Or <laughs> you know what? I, I'm thinking like, I wish you played a card. Those were the days of fair magic, right? Now yeah. you don't even need to assemble your, your Tron lands, right? You just play your three drop Tybalt, right? With one card. You don't even need to like fetch your library, Sylvan scrying, forget this, right? You just cascade into Tybalt or you cascade into an Emrakul and call it a day. So, so yeah, modern is like that. Uh, I, I was going to go play green, white hate bears to like play the, you can only cast one spell a turn hate, but I, I just Andronis gave up magistrate. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, the yeah, I, canonist, those kind of spells, yep, yep. right? Uh, but I, I ended up with lost legacy as my answer. You, you thought seize them, you lost legacy and let Tarmoglaive kind of limp him there and like finish it off. I, I think there's two issues that you had there, Richard. The fact that, yeah, like this is pretty powerful and two that you sleeved up Tarmogoyf. Uh Like, so like it's not, I think it's a mixture of two things here. And if you're not playing Ren and Six, that means you're playing Stranglerute Geist, if I remember. No, I, 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 you know what? So I, I was playing a normal Judless and like three leagues in, I'm like, this isn't cutting it. I've been to Fairy too many times. It's it's time to break out the secret deck. <laughs> Guys, I was like, I hope I pair up against Crim randomly in the modern. <laughs> cool, so maybe you beat me, but how do you beat me? I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I playing Stranglerute <laughs> Did it feel bad? Because it should. I'm like, See, four like, surgicals, four loss dreams or whatever, four dragon root guys. Like, what is this deck? I give up. <laughs> that does not sound modern ready. <laughs> but second off, then you're trying to pair it uh, like with turn two Tybalt's and all this other stuff. Like, for the, the listeners at home, this is what a sample deck list is right now. Three Valkys, four Simeon Spirit Guides, Four Uros, some amount of Omnath Locus of Creation, Teferi Time Raveler to blank the other the opposing cascade, violent outbursts, force negations, whatever else. Chris, Christmas land with the rest of the way there. But that's what decklists are looking now, and like everything's like five colors in modern because you know, mana's not that big an issue. Like, what are you gonna do? Punish them by like playing Blood Moon? Way too slow. Like, oh boy. It's the new yeah. thing. It's called combo mid-range deck if you somehow stuff their combo <laughs> that one earl will take them the whole distance right like yeah. you know, they don't yeah. need to do anything right they're like oh cool earl you you're dead uh, <laughs> so they can play the fair game it's called literally just Uro. or omnath will just grind so much value that you eventually die so I've played, I've played both of those decks uh, in the past week in Modern. The Cascade into Trickery and the Cascade into Valky. And I will say, I didn't find Cascade into Trickery to actually be very good. I, I really felt like it was mostly matchup roulette, where if you run into some poor soul who's just trying to, like play their random white creatures or whatever oh or my god there's voice. no way they're or or they're yes they're strangler <laughs> guys i guess would be on that list <laughs> then uh there's no way you can lose on the other hand if they just have a thought seize or a force negation it feels like there's almost no way you can win you haven't on played it other. enough seth because you get your first cast fa- you know cascade spell countered unless they combo kill you immediately you just draw a second one and cascade them to death like th- there's it's a one card combo there's no interaction right yeah yeah i guess maybe I guess it was the build is, but i you need to I was playing them, a build. Right? You need to actually yeah. put down a hate card, but that hate card is not discard or a counter spell. It has to be like Aether Sworn Cannonist or something. <laughs> because they, they can just keep casting more cascade spells, right? They they have nothing. Just cast a second I, but, one. But, peop, but people but people are going off turn one. 
Oh, actually, uh, speaking of that, I played a table on turn zero during uh, oh. a stream last week. Where oh, uh, good, we, yeah, we had uh, ge- <laughs> we had gemstone gemstone caverns, two simian spirit guides. We were on the draw, and we we're just like, oh wait, stop on our opponent's upkeep before they play their first land. Simian spirit guide, simian spirit guide, gemstone, three mana, Tibalt. Phone like, eh, okay, scoop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just the flex. Oh, my bad. So you don't even get to turn one. My bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Was that was that too slow? Okay. Yes, that's okay. a, that's a okay. bit slow for our current modern trip. <laughs> the real question is, like, do you think they're going to continue to allow this? Obviously, it's really early. Maybe things will adjust, although this does seem like a one-card combo. We had similar synergies with split cards in the past, where you were able to brain in the jar, your Beck call into play on two or whatever, or do some of those same tricks. Carry Zab's expertise, cast the back half, really fuse it, get all the birds. Like, And Wizards changed the rules specifically to stop that i feel like this is essentially i feel like it's essentially the same thing they didn't change it back no you no, still no, no, can't I'm saying, what, do you think like changing it back does anything oh oh golly <laughs> no. I, don't, I don't know if i i don't know if i want more decks that, that play like that why not at this point give every deck a chance to just brain in the jar except brain in the jar is the weaker side of things right yeah oh it's way too that's slow way too slow now they, they, yeah. they will 100 percent change this they will 100 percent like Three we'll change mana. the rules on how it works? Yeah, or, like you can't or, or. cascade into the seven CMC part of your spell, right? If you want to cascade into it, cascade it to the, the thing that actually fits the rules, which is Valky, right? So it's just so utterly broken, right? It's just like the, this card, the, the cascade card is like a triple ritual plus tutor, right? As as it stands. So like, there's no way they can balance the game ever again, right? And they, they'll, they'll want to keep making these split cards. So I, I think this rule will 100% change. Like they changed the other rule, right? So you can't bring the jar thing. So why wouldn't they change this? Yeah, I, I actually agree with you. I, I think unless all of a sudden it turns out this is bad and no one's doing it anymore, which I think is unlikely, I would not be at all surprised if if we just got, I, I, it would probably be as easy as like adding a sentence to the rule book, really, and you could stop the the synergies. So, I would be careful, especially on Magic Online, where uh, Velky is absurdly expensive. Last I Isn't checked, Velky like ninety ticks or something. Yeah, yep. I think it's down a, a tiny bit now, uh, eighty four ticks at the moment. So, yeah, uh, I would be a little bit worried about spending three hundred, four hundred dollars on a set of Velkies, just because I agree with Richard. I would be very surprised if we didn't get a rule change in the semi-near future. Right, so Craig, anyway. do you like this? <laughs> Is this our conclusion? Do you want Modern to be like this? <laughs> I, I see, for me, I view Modern as once Neobrand was a thing, I, I was like already like, okay, whatever, they don't care. Like, like it's... Like, I, I'm not saying Neobrand needs to get banned, but I think that deck is more consistent than I actually is led to be. Uh, and on top of that, like, Modern... I don't know, like, do, do I... I like Tybalt. I like Tybalt. I think the card is cool. I don't like this. Modern has been in a bad space for, uh, space for me for, like, a while now. So, no, I guess to, to, say, to answer shortly, no, I don't like this. But that's But I have many reasons, because I look at this deck list... 
and my, my eye just twitches. My fist shakes in anger because <laughs> I see Uro, I see Omnath, <laughs> you know, and I and I see Cascade, a mechanic I already despise. Teferi's fine. Teferi <laughs> yeah, I was the- gonna say you're glossing over one one card there, Krim. Yeah, There's yeah, another I'll, card I'll, I'll, on I'll, that list. Look, select you can, you can okay. join them. You can go Teferi, Jace, Uro, and your deck would be just as good. <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, Uro and, like, Jace is a meme. Like, imagine trying to go, aha, if I replace Omnath with Jace, <laughs> I lose. No, like, like this this is just the problem with what, what the format's become, right? Like, it's not even the form. Like, when, when when was the last time Modern was good for me? I Holy cow. What, what, it's I mean, been a while because I used to just complain that Tron, was you know, the, the so biggest issue. out. Oh man, if someone <laughs> would just turn three card and make my day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, look at, this, look at this fool playing fair magic <laughs> in 2021. A turn three card, Who that's all this? you got? Yeah. <laughs> that's it? <laughs> I, imagine turn three carning and then losing because, oh, actually, imagine dying before you get to turn three card, right? I think... Oh. Uh, the synergy is also dripping into legacy already. The winning deck of the legacy challenge this week is just all the spirit guides, all the force cards, like any free counter spell, and then cascade spells. Uh, and Valky, that was the number one, number one legacy. Oh, also Oko. You can't forget. I mean, Oko's just <laughs> oh, so busted that it right. doesn't do anything with the theme of the deck. But yeah, it's Oko. I, I would argue Tibble's better than Oko. Right? Whoa. Because it's, it's three mana, crazy planeswalker, but now you have like 12 copies of Tybalt in your deck, right? Or whatever, how many cascade cards we have, right? It's the same thing, oh. but better. And you get to actually draw like cards and good cards. You don't have to resort to making elk, right? You could actually just draw your good cards. Yeah, you could actually win the fair game by just plussing. Yeah. And then just getting your opponent's stuff. But is it better than Oko? Yeah, 100% oh. is. Imagine you can have 12 Okos or something I, in your deck, right? But it feels like Oko's way more, like way less of a build around. That's true, but right? if you can like, build like, around like, and have a crazy deck, like, why not? But then I mean, you, you know, but then you you become this deck that kind of like folds to let's just say a surgical extraction. That's what all your counter spells are for. <laughs> right. I how could I forget all the free spells? <laughs> <laughs> like who needs mana? Like I'm waiting for like mana-less, but not dredge. Just like straight up, <laughs> like you just play with no mana with just straight free spells. Uh, I mean, okay. What, what do you guys think about Tybalt's trickery in modern? So Cascade is I, a I, little, you know, sus. But what about Tybalt's trickery? See, trickery. That one, I think I might be okay with. I don't know if I like. I I care enough about that. Like I. I so the the format changes, right? Like, what do they have? Like a, a free ballista or something like that? And like the win cons, all the win cons are always bad, anyways, no matter what they hit. Um, so I don't think I care which format it's in. It's all the same. Yeah, I think I think I at this point am also okay with it. Like. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just biased based on my experience playing the deck, and maybe it was, like, the build I was playing or just, like, the run that I was on, but I don't know. I haven't found the trickery decks to be that prevalent or that scary, but maybe maybe I should be more frightened of them. I mean, they have a whiff rate, uh, which isn't there for the Cascade into Tibalt decks. Right. And they also, I don't know, the build I played was like the 100% to get Emrakul build, where it's like four Cascade spells, a trickery, four Emrakuls, 
And if they just like counter the trickery, then you're out of trickeries. And then you're like, I don't even know. You're trying to win with like the Valica in your mana base after doing nothing for seven turns in modern, which is not very likely to actually work. So, so I'm much more okay with trickery. Like the play pattern's still annoying. If it ends up being the best deck in the format, then uh, we can revisit. But at this point, I'm way more concerned about cascading into uh, Tybalt itself than into Tybalt's trickery. Yeah. Well, well so, okay, okay. But what one last thing then? How about how about what if this were a paper format and you sleeve up your FNM and you go and you and your opponents decide you wanted to go to the slot machines today and you just <laughs> sit, sit down across from each other? How would you feel about this deck then? Would that change how you feel? Oh, I. Uh, Can you imagine maybe. shuffling and mulligan? <laughs> just like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's that is a good point. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm just hoping Tibalt's trickery decks are bad enough that they're not going to be a big deal. But if they are good, then then I'll have a concern with it. They can only be so good, though, right? As long as they have like a like a like a miss rate, they yeah. can only be so good. I'm just imagining a world where I sit across from you, and maybe maybe I'm all again, maybe you're like into oblivion, and maybe you don't. And then and the best part is when you trickery, it's like hold, wait, maybe my trickery is better, right? <laughs> At least in standard. In modern, there's anemical, and that's it, right? But like yeah, like that's... in other formats, like historic and whatnot, like. Yeah, sure. In historic, I was able to hit omniscience, right, or omniscience, as I like uh, calling it. Uh, and, and and then then I went wild. But I don't know. Like it's just funny. It's like oh, it's just an Ugin on two. Keep playing. Yeah. Keep playing. Keep playing. Game no, on. No big, game on. No biggie. Game on. Like I don't think there's a mystery. Like I don't. I don't like. Are we, are we not playing the same format here? Maybe not because I'm playing Tarmogoyf, but. Like, so as long as they have Cascade, so if they didn't have Cascade, then Trickery itself is not that bad, right? But with the Cascade, right, right it's a one-card oh. combo where they Cascade into, or they Trickery, and then they get the Cascade, or they Cascade and Trickery, and then they just get the Emrakul and they win. And there's, like, nothing if we're talking If we're talking about the it. Trickery or the Cascade version, because the Cascade version, so not cascade there is into no Tibble. miss. So not Cascade into Tibble, but Cascade with the Trickery. But but what if you just like thought seize them on turn one and take their cascades and then they, they or, draw like, another one and they cascade you right again? <laughs> yeah, but if you're mulliganing into like oblivion to find they don't need it, to. They, like, they have like twelve cards that they they like. Just imagine all the two or three card combos that people need to assemble in modern, and how consistent that is versus this actual literal one card combo. I mean, yes, that is true. Like, you have to, it, it's not, like, you don't have to work for it at all. So, like, but I think that, I think we're all in agreement, though, that that version of it is kind of, kind of already busted, right? Like, it's, and it's pretty Like, if, if they only fix the Cascade rule, I don't, like, this deck is still a thing. The, the Emrakul deck, which I don't yeah, like. That's. Right? Like, like, I play eight main deck, one mana discards. Right, and I have and to play still four. That's that's not that's it. not winnable. That, that's I, I would consider myself a dog in that matchup, right? Because you get the first one, and then you can't kill him in like two turns because you're playing Tarmogoyf, right? What you really need to do is like thought seize him, and then turn two combo yourself, right? Because they will yeah, just they will just draw another yeah. one, and then they win, right? I mean, but but they could always uh, trickery into their Simeon Spirit Guide, Richard. You just gotta you gotta pray really hard that that's <laughs> <laughs> that's what they. Yeah, get. I I will say like in modern, it is much more consistent than standard. Like if you look at if you look at the 
modern builds that have a bunch of payoffs. So you're playing a bunch of Eldrazi, a bunch of Omnisciences and so forth. Like your odds of hitting something good is pretty high. You have like two trickeries and four simian spirit guides that are whiffs, but then like 20 some hits or something. So I think that in standard, the fizzle rate's high enough that it's less of a concern. But in modern, if you find your cascade spell, you are a pretty decent percent, like 80 plus percent to end up with something game winning, theoretically. It's game winning on this. It's not like living end where you have a turn. You're like, okay, I just wrath or something, right? Like I could do something here. The Emrakul comes, they take the turn immediately, you're dead. The only way you win is you have seven permanents, they're at one life. So when they attack you, you like somehow survive and like kill them back, right? But other than that, like it's over. So it's it's an instant <sighs> win, like one card combo. Oh, before, okay, I gotta I gotta ask you guys a question about this before we hit other topics. Do you think this was intentional? Like, so many cards these days say your opponent controls. If you look at various removal spells and stuff, does the fact that Tabalt's Trickery does not say a spell your opponent controls suggest that wizards wanted people to be using it on their own spells as a combo piece, or do you think it was just an oversight? I think they did. I mean, think like well, they wanted you. I think they tried to play around it becoming a combo piece by causing the mill and yeah. stuff like that. But, like, at the same time, like, they had to have known, right? They clearly don't test it at all, right? Because they were thinking about it and they're like, okay, we'll get them to mill one, two, or three <laughs> cards so they can't, like, tutor something to the top. But clearly no one just tried, well, what if I put nothing in my deck but an Emrakul? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, what if I did this? <laughs> right? Like, they, they didn't I, test it, right? It's so obvious that I think it's intentional. I, I, it has to be. Let me, let me bring you exhibit A, Sahili copycat. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. It's so they, they, obvious they, they, that they, even Redditors could find it the minute the spoiler was released. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Good, good, good counter argument, I guess. So, yeah. Okay. So, are you thinking then they didn't know? They really didn't know? Because this is just a two-mana polymorph, right? I mean, I kind of lean towards... I kind of lean towards what Richard is saying, I think, where, like, oh, I guess in between the two it? of you, like, I think that they intended to have you counter your own spells because of the mill thing. I think that's a pretty clear sign that they at least thought it through enough that, like, okay, people probably use this on their own stuff or else the mill would be unnecessary. At the same time, I'm not convinced they were like, huh, what happens if you put this in a modern deck with a bunch of cascade spells? <laughs> like, did they get to that point in testing? Uh, I'm not. I'm not convinced that they actually got there, especially when they're pretty upfront about not testing for non-standard formats for the most part, or not doing much testing for non-standard formats. So I think that they intended for people to do this, but I'm not sure they tested and saw how good it could actually be. I mean, yeah, I I definitely don't believe like they in-depth tested it, right? Like like a billion games, but I can't help but feel like yeah, that they they had to have known to some extent that this was going to happen. The trickery one's a lot harder to fix, too. Like, I feel like the Cascade into Tibalt, you can just change the rule like you did with split cards. Cascade into trickery, if that's a problem, like, what do you do? It's I guess you it's ban, ban trickery, trickery because there's a million Cascade spells, so you, I don't think you, you ban all the Cascade spells. Like, I don't think you can do that. So what's the other option other than a banning if it did get to the point where that was, like, problematic? Yeah, I'm going to put Cascade up there with Dredge, in fact, I think. <laughs> It deserves it at this point, especially with all the rules loops we have. Like, I just don't want to see Cascade anymore. Like, stop cheating mana, right? Like, stop casting things for free, even with a random clause. Because you know what? 
magic players are pretty smart to figure out a way to get around the randomness of it and uh you're gonna have like a card you intended to be cast at 15 mana cast for two on your opponent's upkeep on the first turn of the game <laughs> right so like i don't know right like this just just stop casting like making these free cards although i, w I will admit the the troll in me i guess does enjoy this deck because it's like you know, like everyone's like, haha, I outplayed that person. And I just go, haha, Krim go burn. And then I, and then I, <laughs> I do enjoy that. <laughs> uh, all right. We, we should probably move on and hit up uh, a couple of other topics uh, quick before we get to fish mail. And this is one where. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is something we mostly hold over for a future week when we can dedicate more time to it. But the reserve list has been going uh, cool. absolutely crazy. Like, uh, easiest example of this, a price of a complete revised set doubled since January 1st. Like, it cost twice as much to get a complete revised set as it did then. Uh, and that is more or less true about pretty much all the old reserve list sets. Not quite a, a full doubling, but like Arabian Nights, those cards, it is a huge, massive increase. And uh, that's kind of brought the topic of reserve list in proxies, back up. Uh, you have a lot of people saying this isn't going to stop. Like, if anything, this is just going to keep going. What do you guys think of all this uh, This crazy reserve list action? Uh, we've seen these buyouts for a long time, but this is definitely the well, most it's extreme doubled. it's ever been. Yeah, like, it, it has never been to this extent before. The, so, like, if you're asking me as somebody who owns part of this, I, I'm getting closer and closer. I think you, you tweeted out the other day, and then I, I saw that, and it's just like, I, every day I really do get closer to just wanting to get rid of all my duels. Like, I, I don't need them. What, what am I going to do with them? Like, I, I just play them because, oh, I like blue and black. I want to own every blue and black land. Okay, so, but do I really need this underground sea? Definitely not. It's not needed for magic. However, holy cow, why? Like, what? Are, they're, you know they're, they're not going to, like, they can they do anything about this? I mean, they can, but will they? No. So, I... I don't know. It feels bad, right? Like, it feels bad. Like, some of this stuff, like, Guy's Cradle, all of that. Like, I don't know. What is Gilded Drake at now? I haven't even looked at that. Like, yeah. Uh, good good question. I will I will look it up real quick. It's at $450. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a lot of money. And this I is... I complained, by the way, when I bought this at GP San Jose for $50. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I complained about it. This, and, see, this is just ridiculous. What 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 is this? I mean, if you're an investor and whatnot, and you're like, oh wow, you know, like stocks and whatnot, like that, and you you want to like turn magic into like something like that, then I guess congrats to you if you bought a ton of these. But I don't know. I think it's also important to mention that it's not just the good cards either. Like it is if it's on the reserve list. Like there's been a lot of cards that. I honestly didn't even realize were magic cards. I'm like, oh my god, that like quadrupled in price, or it's up a thousand percent in price this week. So it's really just if it's on the reserve list, it's probably getting uh, bought out. Uh, we saw we saw skeleton ship go up to twenty dollars from like bulk rare. Like it, no matter how bad or unplayable it is, if it's on the reserve list, it's going crazy. I guess my question is like, what do players do? Like. Well, what happens if you need one of these cards? You're trying to build a commander deck and you want a Wheel of Fortune or you need a Gaia's Cradle or some of the cards on the reserve list. Like, I feel like dual lands are actually some of the least impactful for commander because honestly, like the difference between Volcanic Island and Steam Vents in a commander deck is like 
pretty minimal for the most part but there's other cards that don't just have a a easy replacement like uh, wheel of misfortune it's kind of like wheel of fortune except i always die when i cast it so there is a, a drawback uh, Seth, to I think some that's, of the- that's that's only your experience because you get like your entire health pool to do this <laughs> i've had a blast playing that card so <laughs> you leave my son out of this <laughs> But are we I, just to the point where people should should proxy for their commander decks? Like, do we as a community, is, is that where we're at now? Like, wizards can't or won't change the reserve list. Finance types are going to keep buying out the reserve list, and the prices are going to keep going up. If you need one of those cards, like, is that the advice to give someone putting together a commander deck that just wants to play with Gaia's Cradle or wants to play with Wheel of Fortune? Just don't put them in your deck. I, I, right. think you, I mean, some some of these cards, I think, like, should you be playing them anyways? Right? Like, like, as in, like, a Gaia's Cradle, is that ever, ever a card that you, like, I mean, outside of Vince, do you think that's a card that, like, everyone should be playing anyways? You know what I mean? Like, I I, I don't know. I mean, if you want to play it, go ahead and just proxy it, like, whatever, as, as long as it's not, once again, proxies as in not the, the like, ones that are trying to pass as real cards. That's yeah, a problem. Just- sharpie it up or yeah there's tons of people who sell legal proxies that they make that don't have any magic ip on them and have like cool custom art that someone did like as long as it doesn't have official magic stuff on it uh or the card name or whatever like that is completely legal so so there are other options if you want to fill in like that i don't know do you think that just not playing the cards is a good option richard i I think so uh, like that's the uh, thing like there's some entitlement. There's some expectation as magic players we have that we should have access to every card and every product is for us. So when things like this product is not for you happens, you feel bad, right? But just like you don't assume you're able to own Action Comics number one, right? You just know like that's just out of reach. Like I think you, we have to accept that, hey, reserveless cards are out of reach, right? They are something that will never decrease in price they will just continue to increase in price and in a couple of years they'll be like a billion dollars like just like a black lotus is out of reach for basically all of us and you just don't play with the cards and move on right because you know if i have a nice blinged out deck right i i bought some nice secret layer some nice promos do i want sharpied cards in my deck right isn't that a little awkward we are playing a collector's game with our promos are a big thing and expression is a big thing. My immersion. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want Sharpied Island saying Wheel of Fortune in my deck, right? So I think you just got to accept that, hey, can't afford this card. You know, Wizards not doing anything about it, so we just don't play these cards, right? Like, At the same time, though, like, I can pick up a $10 version of Action Comics number one. Like, if I just want to read the first Superman or whatever... Like, they've reprinted a ton of times. There's a million different editions. They're constantly putting out new ones. So, like, yeah, not everyone needs to own the original Action Comics number one, but should everyone be able to read Action Comics number one if they if they want to? Yeah, like, there's just no reason for, for the reserve list to exist. There's no reason anyone should have to be like, okay, I can't play Wheel of Fortune. Like, I, I, I would just cross it off that, my right? list. Like, I don't think any... Actual yeah. magic players like yes, reserveless is good, right? Well, yeah, we, they should reprint all these cards into oblivion, and I'm pretty sure 99.9 percent of magic players, even if you're holding these reserveless cards, would agree, right? Like, yeah, I'd like to have dual lands in my deck, right? But they're not doing it, so what is the alternative? Are we just going to sit down and all play with proxy decks now, right? Is that where we're going? Isn't part of the f- 
isn't part of the fun of Commander that you do get to play these old nostalgic cards? Like, I think isn't part of the joy, like, I got this goofy skeleton ship. And, like, isn't that part of what makes Commander great? Like, I don't know. I feel like you are losing something if you just cross the reserve list off of your list of, of playable cards. So I think there is a cost there. I guess I'm pretty accepting. But, but are, are you uh, I mean, really I don't enjoying think... it if you're playing with proxy pirate ship? <laughs> like, is that the same nostalgia kick? <laughs> like, ah, this was my childhood proxy. Like, yes. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you gotta you gotta put a negative one negative one counter on something, Richard. You don't underestimate the negative one negative one counter. <laughs> like, I agree with everything you're saying, which is why skeleton ship should be cheap. But like, I have to proxy my childhood memories. I'm like, is it really accomplishing what's going on here? This was the same uh, deck I played, that's... but as an adult, I could no longer afford what I could afford as a child so i will have yeah. to proxy it right like hmm. oh, that that is that is that is a good point that is oh that is fair i mean i would be okay with proxies in in limited instances i i don't think that everyone's decks are a bunch of index cards with words written on them would be all that fun of a way to play a game of commander but if someone needs a gaia's cradle or a wheel of fortune and they proxy it that's not gonna offend me in the least honestly see i i I, yeah, like it, it comes down to just some of the cards. I, I I don't know. I mean, probably don't need a guy's cradle anyways. Plus, uh, what is it? You have rights of Utilimok, right? That's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically same the thing. same. At least it doesn't kill you like Wheel of Misfortune. So, <laughs> Wheel, once again, Seth, you had a very weird experience with Wheel of Misfortune. <laughs> you got to draw those cards, Grim. You, you can't leave anything to chance. Yeah. It's your life. Yeah. <laughs> One minus your life total. That's the bit every time. <laughs> so, so do you think a world where we all proxy, like people will be fine with that? Like wizards won't be fine with it, obviously. But do you think players would be? I think I, for casual play in general, yes. I, I, and uh, in my opinion on proxying is I'm not arguing that we should do this for like modern, like, oh, my fetch lands are too expensive. I'm going to proxy them or for tournament play. But as far as like playing commander on the kitchen table or with your play group, I do think that's kind of where we're heading. I, I think it's okay to proxy if it's once again, the, like, you go out of your way, you find an artwork, I don't know, of Squidward or SpongeBob, and you know what I mean, or something like that, <laughs> and you attach it, and you, 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 whatever, right? Like, you do that, sure. Like, I, I think it's fine for Commander. But I do worry about what point is it, like, how we, think about it, like, we have fakes of, like, $2 cards, right? And, yeah. I, and, and, and I'm wondering, like, when is it that people are just like, I just don't want to spend money at all, and my entire deck is just all fake? Yeah, I mean, Crim, we play at the same local game store. I don't know how much Legacy you play, but we sit down sometimes and we're like, your cards look highly suspect, but I don't care. I just <laughs> yeah. want to hit you with the Stone Forge, right? Uh, it, it already right. happened, and this was like years ago when prices were more reasonable. Um, but right. there, there's some aspect of magic, which is pay to win. And I feel if you're sitting there playing Guild Gates, and then your opponent sits down, cracks fetch land into proxy dual land, like there is some feel bad moments there and that you won't be happy. And maybe you're not like unhappy enough to say something, but you're like, you know, I worked hard to put together my deck. Why Why does this person just like start proxying like half the cards because they're reservalist? I feel there will be like some feel bad there. No? I mean, yeah, th there would be some feel bad, but I think if it's like universally like, you know, agreed upon or something like that, then then it maybe it, it, this person now doesn't have to sit there with a Tranquil Cove <laughs> as opposed to a Tundra, right? Yeah, just grab a Sharpie and cross off Tranquil Cove yeah. and write Tundra real quick and you're good to go. You don't gain the life <laughs> and that it. might lose you the game, but like, you know. Like <laughs> you die at one life, you're like, come on, come on. Oh. 
<laughs> it <laughs> should have been a tranquil was, cove. <laughs> if only this tundra was a gain land. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, if it's universally agreed upon, right, then it, then there won't be somebody sitting there with a tranquil cove, though, right? Like, so I think that situation is a little different. I think I think Wizards just abolished the reserve list. Would they actually get sued? I, oh, I agree. I, I don't think they would actually get sued. And if they get sued, they can settle and then pay that settlement with all the cash they're making from reprinting these cards. Yes. Secret alert, dual ads <laughs> yes. here. We'll take 2% of it and pay off this lawsuit. Okay. And then we'll just rake in the money here. Right. Like, and then imagine, like, not only do you have dual lands, but then you're going to have secret layer dual lands and you're going to have extended art dual lands and blah, blah, blah. Like, the, oh. just the possibilities I mean, I've been are endless, the moto arts. Right. So, oh, they'd make so much they money. They should just do like, it. That, they would make so much money. They should money, just do so. it and then compensate the people that sue them with <laughs> some portion of the proceeds <laughs> and then move on to, you know, making magic cards like the way they intended. Right. And yeah. the originals are going to still maintain value because they don't turn into Pringles if they're foil. So, so I don't think you're going to lose too much if you own original versions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, we should. Oh boy, we're going super long. I want to mention quickly: new secret layer partially announced a Black History Month themed uh, secret layer. And so far, we've seen two cards. One is Shalai Voice of Plenty. Another is Ponder. We're supposed to be getting the rest. There's five more cards that are going to be coming. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, they're going to spoil the rest of them. Uh, what do you guys think of our first look of the new secret layer drop? Oh my god, I love the coloring and all of that on the Ponder. It's beautiful. And, and, and the artwork on that and Shalai Shalai, it, it looks so like so sweet, but like but like the coloring on Ponder specifically, like it, it, it's so well drawn, like or, or done. I, I really the like the amazing. Ponder, and especially the callback to the the three moons or whatever. Like, oh, it's yep. it's really good. And the flavor text is even great. I've actually read the flavor text. Will the future be brighter? Yeah. Asked the girl. Riel smiled. I will teach you how to make it so. Ah, yes. The combo win off the top of the library. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will teach you. Just fetch it. away the two other cards you don't want. <laughs> just just remember, Richard, <laughs> I guess you don't need a ponder to just like to look for the combo. You, don't, you don't need to ponder. Two card combos. That's so 2019, Krim. We're 2021 now, okay? <laughs> like one card combos where we're at. <laughs> Uh, fifty dollars for I, foil. Forty dollars non foil coming out uh, February twenty second to March thirty first. Yeah, and I believe I, I, that I need this for my commander deck. I need this for my <laughs> commander deck. The ponder. <laughs> Oh, the ponder, the ponder is really good. I think that's the best ponder art. I love the ponder art. Shall I? I'm kind of man, like, whatever. But the ponder is great. And I think that at least part of the money is going uh, to charity. I, I don't actually see that listed on this page. There's like three different articles that they posted already uh, about the secret layer drop. So, but I'm pretty sure one of them said that part of it is uh, is going Goes to charity. To Black so. Girls Code, which is pretty sweet. Everyone should know how to code. Uh, All right. Well, we're going a little long. Richard, can we sneak in a couple of fish mail at the end of the cast today? All right. If you have questions, send them to at MGGoldfish with the hashtag MGFishMail, and we'll get to your question on air. Uh, so first off, not a specific question, but so last week, I talked about how Arena doesn't play on my phone, and we asked people on Twitter and YouTube and the website and everything. The consensus is it works fine, that it's just my potato phone. Uh, outside of some like random like weird game bugs, but in terms of performance, it's actually pretty smooth. So if you have Ooh. 
Good. Uh, or if you're planning on getting a new Android phone or something, it should be okay. My case was unique. And this gives me hope for iPhone as well, because that should work, run even better. Uh, so yeah, just to, just to close the loop on that, um, Prof Cataret, standard should be called Eldrain constructed at this moment. What do you think standard would look like if Eldrain was erased? Amazing. <laughs> oh, it'd be a utopia. <laughs> yeah. Would it? <laughs> I mean, probably something would else would be broken. But else, let right? me let me have my let me have my dreams, Richard. Let me have my dreams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Richard. Hold on. <laughs> on top of that, like complaining about what? What do we complain about next? Because I feel like rogues. next in line <laughs> it would be rogues. Rogues. I mean, people okay, already ro- complain about rogues, and, and it's not even an Eldarine deck. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't even think rogues is that bad, but I am biased. <laughs> And I mean, I guess rogues would get worse because they'd lose Drown in the Lock in the, the draw four, which is pretty busted. So maybe yeah, you, they also a, lose Mystical Dispute on top of that. Like I actually like Eldraine is so important to almost every deck in the meta that I have no idea what standard would look like. Like if they banned Eldraine, it would be the Wild West. Like it, just read the, the top tier decks of the format. Almost every single one is heavily reliant on Eldraine cards. So. All bets would be off if Eldraine suddenly well, disappeared. I mean, we just got to yeah, wait. You wouldn't have your removal and interaction also be a win condition, so you actually have to decide on deck building, like how much of each you, you can have. You have to make decisions in game. What is this, Krim? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'll, I'll never bring up something so edgy, so daring. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out in what rotation happens in September, right? So that's seven oh, months. Oh, it's so far. That's seven months. We'll yeah, learn what Eldraine-less. Uh, constructed looks like but remember remember when Eldrain was a savior so maybe in September it'll to just what? be like Strixhaven <laughs> constructed or it'll, something it'll, and wait 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 when was Eldrain a savior didn't we all like <laughs> Eldrain and we're like wow look at these cool cards and look at these cool mechanics and oh I, I think it's too parasitic I don't know if they're gonna be able to play as one block and yeah remember this time I I, I I remember saying that a lot of things are going to get banned from this set, or it's too powerful. Remember the the awesome I gingerbread mean, person trailer? Like, yeah, Eldrain, yeah. That was that was a good trailer. That, that's <laughs> still, I think, their best trailer. Uh, maybe maybe Eldrain is all that's keeping Tibalt's trickery in check. And if it goes away, then it's just going to be one deck Tibalt trickery meta. I, I think there's gonna be, there would have to be a lot removed for it to be trickery meta, like actually just the other sets. Yeah, yeah. All right. See, like I, I think though, like right now, I, I, I oh, Eldrain. That, that, that's. They, they still have time. Just real quick, I still think they have time. Before Strixhaven releases, they do an emergency rotation. With the release of uh, with, with Strixhaven. We're rotating early. They still have time to salvage this. Wait, I'd be down. Wait, when does Strixhaven release? April. Like, so, so you're yeah. just getting a rotation a couple of months early? Yeah, yeah, be yeah. Like I'll take six-ish. it. I mean, yeah. we, the last time we speculated this, they did this right. That was when like Cat got banned and all, you know all those cards. They kind of did an early rotation. You mean an Eldrain card? No, 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 no. <laughs> last before before this rotation, oh. we were we we were complaining that they should just rotate all of standard, and they kind of did. Uh, so maybe if we complain Good, some more okay. on the podcast, they'll get rid of Eldrain. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. Hey, that would be wild if that happened, right? <laughs> All right. Nudge, nudge, please. B-Dugs 44. <laughs> in the spirit of the brutal officiating in the Super Bowl, what is the worst slash harshest judge call you've ever seen or been a part of? 
Oh jeez. Oh, I, I mean, I'll, I, I'll let I you guys one. handle this because I play. I play at Moto, so I, I don't have oh. to deal with that. <laughs> I I I was at a I was at a regionals event. I had a Silvos and a Visara in my deck box of my Jeskai control deck in standard, and I got a game loss. For having additional cards in my deck box. Rookie mistake, Krim. <laughs> Rookie, in case you, in case you don't I'm, know that, you're not allowed to have cards that are not in your deck in your deck box. Because they they, okay, they okay, assume sure. it's part of your deck. And then you get a game loss. Sure, if it were that format, right? But see, I'm the kind of person where I just take cards, people give them to me, right? And then like when they give them to me, I just put them in my deck box, right? Immediately. And the thing here is, that would make sense if it were, like, let's just say, I don't know, at that time, I think it was, like, original there, Steam Augury or something like that, right? Uh, but but, the, but it was not that. It's Silvos and Visara the Dreadful. The legendaries from Onslaught that aren't, it's perfectly the two colors that aren't in Jeskai. Like, like what? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why would I get a game loss for that? I mean, I I think my harshest ones are similar to those where you see people lose because they didn't know something. Like, for example, the last match of FNM, a lot of people like to split. But if you don't ask for it in the right (laughs) method, it's illegal. And then you get disqualified. And yeah, you you have to do this weird dance and you can't say certain (laughs) words and you Three winks means draw. Yeah, you can even you can even call a judge over to listen them to do your dance, and if you don't do it right, you get a game loss. And I think it's like one of the stupidest yeah. aspects of magic I've like ever seen. Um, I've seen so yeah. many people because like the, I think as an L like why well, laps by now, but back when L one you have to do it. I think it's even known in the judge community like it's like it sucks that you have to do it because you could tell some people just don't know right, but it's just like hey we gotta DQ you yeah. We got to DQ you. It's just like, by the rules, we have to DQ you. Yeah. So it was just, it's kind of awkward because you just kind of like, they're obviously upset because like, they're like, what I do? I didn't even cheat anything. I just want to get out of here. My ride's here. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've, I've done it. I've had to DQ somebody. So. All right. (laughs) Um, Last question. Uh, M. Menden. CA84 with Tybalt slash Valky dominating several formats. I saw a few people say he was at GOAT level. Do you think he would still get his attention if he couldn't be cheated into play with Cascade? Richard? No. I mean, it would <laughs> it would still be a fine standard card, I think, even if it was played fairly. Uh, I think it would be very, very fringe playable outside of standard, though, and would definitely not be in the conversation for best Planeswalker of all time. Yeah, one time I almost made it to six mana to cast Tibble. I almost. <laughs> do, do you think he's goat with the cascade? I mean, yeah. Like Jace, I mean, Jace versus yeah. Tibbled or Oko versus Tibbled. Yeah, like yes, but I think that's because of the cascade, not because of Tibble. Like if if it was any other planeswalker, but you could put it into play on like turn one, two, three, like. It would like imagine if it was Karn, but you could just like cascade into it. That's that's probably better. Or Ugin would be better. Like any. <laughs> so I think the power is cascade. That's what I'm trying would to you, say. Okay, on so, turn three, choose a planeswalker you'd rather have: Karn, Jace, Oko, or Tybalt. I, I think I think I would have to go with Karn. Right? I mean, Karn deals with the others. I would probably go with Karn as well because it does deal with the others and anything else. Yeah, but from value point. 
I think I would have to go with Tybalt. I mean, Tybalt is a sweet card. Yeah, I like yeah. Tybalt. It's just the cheating into play that's uh, that might be a problem. I, I think Tybalt over Oko and Jace, but you're right, Karn does do things. But hmm. in, in the head-to-head, you would definitely take the Karn. But if you're just like in a vacuum, maybe take the Tybalt anyway. It's like two cards, plus it can kill something. Uh, I, I guess it depends yeah, on the I, order of things. If you get... Wait, Tybalt can exile a Planeswalker, right? Or no? What, no. Oh, Artifact, artifact creature. creature. Okay. Hmm. But essentially, no matter what, Tybalt will draw you two cards, right? Because Tybalt's minus can be removal, and then you can play whatever you yeah. exile. Yeah, I mean, I didn't it, even it realize still you could be, do it that. is still wow. very strong. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even realize you Wow. I, I've, like, never seen that happen, ever. <laughs> And that's is that just because you scoop as soon as you zoom, I have creatures on the board. I'm in good shape for them to exile, but no, usually I have nothing because it's like turn two already, and I spent my turn thought seizing them, so they just cascade into whatever they want. I'm gonna be honest with you, Richard. If we played, I would not minus. If I minus, I would not use your Tarmogoyf or your Strangle Root Geist. It's a clean answer, Strangle Root Geist. You know, you're gonna you're gonna be so happy for the Tibble. You're like, wow, a clean answer to Strangle Root Geist. How do you contain that power? <laughs> Not even Jace or Teferi could do I've, that. I've, I was very worried about that 2 1, but <laughs> Tabalt comes through. <laughs> Finally, they That's it. It. I'm recording a gameplay series right now where we 5 0 a modern league. <laughs> What's trying to <laughs> It might just take me 20 uh, leagues, but I'll, I'll get it done. Okay? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, will Richard achieve this goal before the next podcast? Tune in next week to find out. <laughs> I'm going to go with no. I don't think 20 leagues gets you there. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta remember, I have to play full uh, leagues. As soon as I lose the first game, I can scoop, so I can probably get in fifty leagues to get this done. We will, we will pump strangle these guys. Well, you know what you should do, Richard? You should play the Cascade deck, but not play Tibble and have your two drop be Strangle Root Geist and see how many people just get seen when it goes on the stack. That might be how you could get the five zero with Strangle Root Geist. Just uh, the pure yeah, the, the irony is, I, I do play uh, Bloodbraid Elf, and I, I hope to cascade into Tibble, but sometimes I cascade. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess that's two more power. I guess that's not bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, enough of us Shagger Root, guys. Uh, if you have questions, you can send them to at Goldfish with the hashtag EnergyFishMail, and we'll get to your questions on air. And on that note, that brings us to the end of episode 315 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So, Richard Grip, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we will be back next week to talk about Richard's quest to uh, win with Strangler Geist in Modern and whatever else goes down in the world of magic. So, until then, have a great week, everyone. And this is the crew signing out. Bye.